Welcome to another insane day in this incredible year called 2020. This is the Gen X Mine. We've taken a break for quite some time. Um, the pandemic got in the way and I thought I'd get more creative then, but actually I, I got more creative doing other things. So um, I'm coming back around, trying to do a little bit of a podcast now, uh, try to get a couple episodes in. Anyway, my name is BC. Um, I run a magazine called sparkplugmagazine.com. Uh, you can go check it out. Um, a lot of stuff's been going on. You know, it's uh, September now. You know, uh, yesterday was September 11th. Um, and it's been like nonstop apocalyptic all year. <laughs> it just doesn't quit. Uh, so uh, I live over in the Arcadia area of California, which is right by Pasadena and by the... Uh, the Bobcat fire. And uh, it started a couple weeks ago and we started seeing a lot of smoke coming from the mountains that are like literally I could go outside the front lawn and right over my neighbor's house I could see the smoke coming from the mountains. But, you know, it's usually behind that uh, tree line, you know, behind that first face mountain. Anyway, so on Wednesday, uh, my daughter's like, dude, check that out. I, I think the, the, the fire is like getting close. And I, we got some alerts, and um, I went outside to go look at it, and now I could see the flames. There were 50-foot flames above, you know, like on the hill, obviously. I mean, far away. We're still miles away, mind you. I mean, I'm not, like, up close to it. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. But close enough that I could see these, these flames, and I actually took some pictures. I posted them up on Sparkplug um, and also on my, my Facebook page. Um, insane to see that. And that was on Wednesday, okay? So all night I would kind of go outside and i kind of check up on it and it was grow and then it would kind of dim down. So obviously the firefighters were dropping water on it or whatever. Um, and then on Friday night, as I was driving my daughter back uh, from visiting a friend, you could see the fire line now in an M shape, like just basically just almost like a fire outline of the mountain. I've never seen anything like that. That's insane and it was right above monrovia and uh i know a lot of people got evacuated that were in the farther back areas by the hill of monrovia so hopefully they're all okay everything's smoky now so there's just smoke everywhere around here ash smoke smells like crap my dogs hate it i hate it there's nothing you can do and then on top of all of this we got this crazy political shit going on where you have a president on tape Everyone fucking hit the brakes on this, guys. He's on tape. And he called the dude. He called Bob Woodward. Mind you, if you don't know who Bob Woodward is, Bob Woodward has been around since Nixon. He was the one that broke the Nixon tapes. <laughs> so not only has this dude been around forever and is a well-versed journalist, but he was the dude that actually took down the guy that was like Trump. So it was funny and ironic that Trump didn't even know, and he, the way he talks, it's like he really didn't even really know who this dude was. And so he's calling this guy 18 calls. 18. Most journalists, I have a journalist background, journalism background. To get one interview from a politician, let alone a fucking president, <laughs> dude, 18 calls. 
the president wanted to spill beans for whatever reason. I don't know if he thought that this would somehow make him look good in some way, but, you know, listen to the tapes. I, I highly recommend go and listen to the Bob Woodward tapes. Every American should listen to this. The dude flat out admits, admits on February 7th, okay, February 7th, we'll try to go back in time to where we were February 7th. At that time, the pandemic was a was definitely a concern because we'd started reading stories about about it coming out of Wuhan, but more than anything, Italy. Remember what happened in Italy, guys? You know, they shut down that whole country and a shitload of people died, okay? And that's a very small country compared to who we are, okay? Very small. So we saw the deadliness of this. But anyway, Trump was already touting it as being a hoax. On the 14th, the 21st of February, he was still promoting it as a hoax. It wasn't until mid-March that he started to kind of turn the corner a little bit on this disease. So that entire time, that month, you know, basically, let's, I'll give him a month. There's really two, but honestly, I don't think he still is even properly, effectively handled any of this. But I'm going to give him just a month, just for the, for shits and giggles. Every week, we could have saved another 30,000 lives, you know? We wouldn't be close to 200,000 deaths right now. We wouldn't even be close. So, um, I, I recommend all you guys go out and listen to these tapes. This is a historic time we're living in. There's nothing like this ever before. You know, being a Gen Xer, you know, this is the show, Gen X Mind, and, and the Gen Xers listen to this right now, you are in the same boat as I am. We've never dealt with anything this nuts. This is crazy. This is new level crazy. You know, and you got this, like, stupid QAnon crap. Like, come on, guys. Like, you can't be this fucking gullible. Like, <laughs> conspiracy theories are great, you know? And I'm not going to deny that some conspiracy theories might have some validity, okay? I'm not ignoring that, that there might be cover-ups. Of course there might be cover-ups. But, not to that extent. If anything, if there's anything that's a cover-up, it's the fact that why aren't you guys looking at the fact that this guy has had Russian ties since the early 80s? If you guys didn't know this, let me tell you how Trump got involved with the Russians. Look up a guy named Roy Cohn, okay? Roy Cohn was a shitbag of a lawyer <laughs> back in the 70s that um, was part of Nixon's team was part of the early Republican build. Um, and was just a, he was a fixer, man. The guy just fixed shit, you know? He's a, he was a heavy dude, and he had heavy connections. He's also connected to, you know, all the, the crazy stuff with the Trump world. And he loved Trump. And he introduced Trump to the Reagans and the Reagan administration and asked for him to be the negotiator for, get this, nuclear arms this is true look up the uh there's a great documentary on i think it's showtime showtime or hbo and it's called this is ray cone and it's the story of ray cone but go about midway through to the end part of it and it starts to explain his relationship with trump and how trump has kind of taken on that and moved on so early 80s trump was already meeting with oligarchs 
he was dealing with old school Russia. So not only does he have Russian connections from the 90s, which we know about after his bankruptcies, okay? But he has connections to Russia previous to the previous USSR. You're talking Putin's world. That's why it's so interesting that their connection is so tight and how secretive he is about his tax returns all through his life. No other president has not turned in the tax returns, by the way. Just so you know that. No other president has done that. Everyone has been totally transparent except for Donald Trump. And Donald Trump continues to persuade the American public, um, at least 30% of you, really heavily, and you guys aren't budging. And you know what? More power to you. I get it, too. You know, that's the other thing. I'm not a left-wing nut. <laughs> and I'm not putting left-wing nuts down because I have a lot of friends that are left-wing nuts. And I also have a lot of friends that are right-wing nuts as well. Um, the reality, any extreme is going to be bad, guys. Any extreme, regardless of which way we go. We want to try to keep things center. And everyone's like, why do you want to keep it center? we got to make drastic change. Drastic change always has a drastic effect to someone else. And... I think people lose scope of that because of ego. You know, we all kind of stuck. You know, what might work great for some guy in Louisiana that lives by the swamp definitely won't work for some guy that's living in Soho. We know that. And that's a distinctive problem, actually, in America's setup, is that we're all trying to combine, um, you know, like laws, rules, and generalities on people that are so beyond different. And I think that we've hit that point in America, and I think Trump's exposed that and has highlighted it, you know, so that it's more obvious. Which is a shame, you know. It's like, I really thought, you know, especially during the Obama years, that I thought we were getting along better. I mean, I knew that there was still tension, but I didn't think it was like this. You know, seeing Portland or, or seeing Wisconsin or Kenosha, Kenosha, what the fuck is it? Wisconsin. Kenosha? Kenosha. Um, and seeing that all go down, you know, like we're like some stupid little 17-year-old, you know, kid. And it's like, you know, it's his fault for sure. He fucking shot two people. One guy in the fucking head for throwing a plastic bag at him. That's insanity. And then ran away, shot another guy, right? And then gets uh, stroked by the GOP. <laughs> And the Trump administration, as he was defending himself, what the fuck are you talking about, man? The kid had, was an active shooter. Was an active fucking shooter. And a guy with a fucking skateboard. A skateboard, people. Think about that. AR-15 versus skateboard. Skateboard guy didn't go, fuck, still went after him. Unfortunately, he lost his life. And that 17-year-old kid got up after killing him and killing another man. Shot another guy in the head. Walked with the AR-15 still strapped to him. Hands in the air as two cops, two cop trucks filled with cops are responding to an active shooter and drive right by him. What in the hell is going on in America, guys? You know, at that point, I don't know what to say. Things have gotten completely out of hand and I'll, I'll put a, a devil's advocate on the other side and I think it was wrong 
Okay. I think it was wrong by putting the, the, the vocabulary of defund the police into the media stream. Reasoning is, as soon as I heard them say defund, I knew that that was only going to bite us in our ass. Do I agree with it? 100%. I don't, I think we need to restructure, it's <laughs> a better word, or rebuild, retrain, use a positive vocabulary in affecting that movement. And they didn't, they, they grasped onto defund the police, which gave the right and the GOPs a shitload of weaponry now to come at us like, oh, you don't want any police, you just want anarchy on the streets. And that's not what we all want. We all know that's not what we all want. I know what you guys want. You want that if you have a son that has autism, you don't want him to get shot up a hundred fucking times because the cops don't understand the kid has autism. He doesn't know how to react properly to a situation. You need a social worker to come out and work with the kid. Maybe a psychologist to talk him off the bridge. You need more of that. Cops, what you need is retraining. You know, I've seen it all my life too. You know, I, I'm an old punker. And for you OG punkers, you know, we got fucked with a lot too. You know, I was, I think, 13 or 14 walking back home one time from a gig. And cops, a, a, a cop car just drove up, started batoning my friend batoned us, and then just got back in the car and drove the fuck off. You know, no questions asked. This is in the 80s, mid-80s. Who's going to fucking tell? Who's going who's gonna to get us? And how did we know who the fuck it was? You know, and I can't imagine what, what it must be like, you know, for, for, for my friends that are out there dealing with this on a constant basis that are, you know, that are black or, or you know, or live in East LA areas, you know, they're just getting fucked with by these white fucking cops. They have a fucking chip on their shoulder and are honestly, a lot of them are white supremacists, man. How the fuck did you even get into the goddamn, you know, cop union in the first place, man? You know, why aren't they vetting these cops better? You know, any association to a boogaloo or a, you know, proud boy or white supremacy in any sort, that cop should be fired on the spot. You're out, dude. Like, don't, don't fucking stink it up. I mean, that's the problem, guys. That's, there's systematic racism for fucking sure in America, but we got to acknowledge it, you know? But at the same time, for my friends on the left, don't use vernaculars like uh, defund. Let's change that. Retrain, restructure, rebuild. That's what needs to happen. We need to rebuild it. They need to be retrained. They need to know that you don't have to reach for your gun if somebody falls asleep in a damn drive-thru. That's insane. You don't have to pull your gun and then shoot somebody in the back seven fucking times for opening the door to a car. That's insane. You know, the, the cops definitely are, need to be retrained. And I think some of that funding needs to be rerouted, not defunded, but rerouted to other positive ways of dealing with the public. So... Those are my views on that. You can think I'm fucking an asshole or I'm crazy for that, but I think it's the most logical situation. As far as cops, firefighters, you know, the guys on the front line, look, I don't hate you cops, you know? I know there's good guys out there, but I also know a lot of you good guys turn your back in a blind eye to a lot of the shitty dudes still doing their crap. And I know it's a hierarchy thing. I know that you're stuck in a fucking situation that's a little weird. But you got to change it too. We all got to put a little bit of effort 
to make it better for everybody. We can't let this guy up in the front office keep lighting the, the fuse and everyone just reacting to that. You know, um, some people we're never going to get to. That's just the truth. We obviously all know that. You know, since 2016, I've lost hundreds of friends. <laughs> and that sucks to say. Hundreds of friends. You know, I used to be in a band that played out quite a bit around Los Angeles. And I had hundreds of acquaintances and friends and people I knew. And I never thought in a million years, if you would have told me, oh, 10 years from now, you wouldn't, you won't even talk to this person anymore. And not only will you talk to this person, you're going to look at that person as like, whoa, dude, you're crazy as a loon. And I'm sure they look at me the same way. And it's, it sucks. You know, it's all over defending a guy that has been a fucking charlatan, a crook, and just a dirty dude all his life. You know, and that's Donald Trump. So, please, go out November 3rd, vote, you know. And if you want to still back this guy up, what can I do, you know, to tell you not to? But think of the greater picture of this. This guy is not trying to help you, the country, or anybody associate. He's trying to help himself. He has always done this, okay? Look at his record as a businessman. Almost 2,500, I think, court cases for screwing over vendors. You know, guys that come and put the electrical on his building. People that put up the plaster on the walls. Doesn't pay him out. Waits it. Waits it out and then takes them to court and just wins still in the end. And ends up putting these people uh, in a bankrupt situation. So, it's he's just not a good dude in general. You know, he doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. And, you know, I don't care if you want to vote a GOP. Put another guy up there. Put rip, Mitt Romney. I don't give a fuck. Just don't have this guy. This guy's a fucking criminal, man. A criminal. And he's on tape now admitting to so much shit. It's like it makes the Nixon tapes look like they're, they're irrelevant. You know, this guy is going to go down in history as being either... Actually, I'm going to say, he'll go down in history. If Biden wins, everything goes back to normal. Politics becomes boring as shit again. If it goes down that route, okay, this guy's going to go down in history as the biggest douche nozzle that ever was president, ever, okay, of all time. But, and I say this with a strong but, because 2016 can happen again, guys. That's what I'm telling you. Go out and vote. Because if he stays in office, know this. Know your history. I suggest getting into your old school history books or just turn on the fucking history channel and start watching the 1933 to 1935, 36, 37, between those times in Germany. Look that up and see the similarities and the playbook he is working on right now. If he wins one more time, it's going to be like how Hitler won in 1933. And in 1934, the change, the real change to Germany began. And I don't want to see that ever happen in America. You know, my grandfather didn't fight in World War II for that. And my dad didn't fight into the Korean War to put up with all this fucking bullshit, you know, from some guy that's a draft dodger. No fucking way. So, please... Know your history. See what he's doing. See the reality of what's going on. And be careful because now he has Bill Barr helping him out. And that's a scary proposition because Bill Barr will be the architect of how this all goes down. And he's already probably figured it out. And they're just working, just hoping they win. 
And if they win, no, I don't think we'll ever get out of this, guys. Not for a long time. I think we're going to end up going into a roller coaster ride that, you know, honestly, I might just have to take off for a little while. You know, it's like, I'm not stupid. You know, not many people got out of Germany in time. They got stuck there. And I don't want this to turn into the handsmaid's tale. And, uh, and all of a sudden, we're, we're just stuck in a place that just becomes hell. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope uh, none of that happens by voting, by making sure things get better. Let's, uh, let's support each other, guys. You know, it's like, stop with all this fucking bullshit, like, not respecting other people that have been through some stuff. It's all like, if you're not black and you haven't lived that life and you've dealt with those horrible things that have happened over the years, you know, or just being mistreated or just not acknowledged correctly, you know, or not promoted in a job properly. If you don't know what that's like, shut the fuck up. You know, honestly, shut the fuck up, you know? You have no right to have any opinion on it whatsoever unless you've walked those fucking shoes, man. So please, have a heart. Open yourself up. Help your brothers and sisters, man. And for your religious people that want to back up Trump, you, you guys aren't fucking religious. You guys are supporting a fucking false prophet, which is a sin. So please stop doing it. Stop trying to hide behind the fucking Bible. You know, be a good person, period. You know, if somebody needs help, help them. Don't turn your back. Don't don't invest in some stock market. Turn around. See how you can help your community. You know, that's what we're missing. We're missing people helping each other out. And that's what we need to start doing. So anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope I tracked your ear off. I hope you haven't fallen asleep. But um, I'm going to be trying to post a little bit more. Hopefully you like this. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. And uh, once again, go check out sparkplugmagazine.com. And... Uh, And I'll see you next time.